0: You're listening to the pulpit of Marion Avenue Baptist Church. Thank you for joining us for today's message. For additional
1: resources, you can visit us online at marionavenuebaptist.com or by calling 855-825-4113. The truth will make you free.
2: How could you describe Christmas in one word? An old man was walking down the road so burdened down with all of his weights and burdens. Somebody saw him as they came by in their carriage and they offered to give him a ride. So he jumped in and began to ride along. And after several miles had passed, the driver of the carriage looked over and he was still slumped down with all of his burdens. He said, sir, set your burdens down in the carriage. We're okay. You don't have to be so weighed down. He says, no, look, he said, you are so kind to give me a ride. I can't ask for you to carry my burdens as well. When I think about Christmas, I think about that one word, grace. It's God not only wanting to come down to earth and to pick us up, but it's to carry our burdens. It's to make life make sense and to have joy and to have victory in this dark world that we live in. I want to preach on that this morning, Christmas grace. Christmas is about the creator of mankind, creator of the earth, coming down. Down here to lowly earth where you and I are. Getting down with us and bestowing all of the glories of heaven, and all of the riches of heaven, and all of the help for today to you and I. If our greatest need would have been information, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need would have been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was, say it with me, grace. Grace. So God sent us a Savior. Grace should be our theme this Christmas. The greatest Christmas song, I think, is Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. To explain the grace of God would be like trying to hug a mountain. You just, you just can't do it. You can try, but you just can't get all the way around it. It would be like trying to describe a sunset to a blind man. In every eagle soaring and every mountain top and every beauty of the ocean crashing waves, you can see the grace and the beauty of God giving to this earth what we do not deserve, giving to mankind what we do not deserve deserves songwriters have tried to describe it poets have written about it and preachers have preached on it and teachers have taught on it for thousands upon thousands of years and yet still we're only scratching the surface on the magnificent grace of God when you look at John chapter 1 it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God it says the word was manifest in the flesh that's Jesus born in a manger that's Christmas and it says he was full of grace full not just enough grace but all grace, enough grace for me and for you, grace. Unmerited grace, amazing grace flowing out God's riches at Christ's expense. When you look at Luke chapter number one with the story of Mary, you see that Mary says, My soul doth magnify my Lord, my Savior, because of his grace, he hath exalted a woman of the lowest state. She was a sinner, just like the rest of them, she had problems, just like the rest of them, but grace came down and lifted her. When you come to Isaiah 53, as we celebrate Christmas, you see that He was despised and rejected. Anybody here ever feel rejected before? Well, Jesus was rejected, that's grace. He bore our sorrows, we hid our faces from Him. He was despised, we esteemed Him not. He hath borne our griefs, He carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem Him stricken. Smitten of God and afflicted, but He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him, and with His stripes we are healed. Why? Because all we like sheep had gone astray. We had turned everyone to His own way, and the Lord had laid on Him the iniquity of us all. That's grace. I love Ephesians chapter number 2. It says, for by grace are you saved. Through faith, There's not enough good works in all the world done by all the good people in all the world to mount up, to pile up in this mountain of good works that could ever get us into merit with God and favor with God, but only one word, and that's the word grace. See, when the world was going to be destroyed by a flood, there was one man who didn't find good works, who didn't find own merit, but he found grace grace. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Paul, the apostle said, for I am the least of the apostles, that I am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted, I murdered, I beheaded, I was an awful wicked sinner. He said, I persecuted the church of God, but By the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. And then Romans chapter number five says, But where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. I want to look at Christmas grace this morning. For every New Testament truth, you can find an Old Testament picture. And we're going to turn to the Luke 2 passage in the Old Testament. It's 2 Samuel chapter number 9. If Christmas could be packaged in a pill and brought to you in a scripture chapter, it would be 2 Samuel chapter number 9. And you are going to see Christmas grace in this chapter this morning. And when you celebrate Christmas, here's the hook this morning that draws you in to say, I've got to have this, I've got to need it. I want you to understand that without grace, this week fails in your life. Without grace, Christmas is nothing more than that neighbor down the road that doesn't know God. It's nothing more than our culture that's messed up and empty, and longing and hungry and thirsty for something but can't find it, until they find that amazing grace. So I want you to listen uh, attentively this morning. 2 Samuel chapter number 9. And we'll begin reading in verse number 1. And David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? There was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. When they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son, which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, this is 2 Samuel chapter 9 and verse 4, where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, behold, he is in the house of Maker, the son of Amiel in Lodibar. And the king David sent and fetched him out of the house of Maker, the son of Amiel from Lodibar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come unto David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth? And he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of thy Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant, that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertain to Saul and to all his house. Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him, and thou shalt bring in the fruits that thy master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread alway at my table. I think about this story of grace, this story of Christmas. And in this story, we see that grace is God loving unlovely sinners. We see that God, is God it is God giving Jesus to die on the cross for you and I. When we are in the land of no bread, that's Lodibar, in the land of poverty, in the land of nothing, in the land of selfishness, trying to build a life for ourselves, but yet God gave grace. And where our sin and our nothingness abounded, God's everythingness, God's grace did abound. Grace is also God lifting out that which cannot lift out itself. And so in this story, we want to see Christmas grace. First of all, I want you to see in the scripture that grace is God loving the unlovely. If you want to celebrate Christmas this week, you're going to have to celebrate grace and receive grace and relish grace and praise grace and thank God for grace because grace is God loving. Grace is God loving. Notice in verse number uh, 3, and the king said, 2 Samuel 9, is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son which is lame on his feet. And he's down there in Lodabar. Now follow carefully. God said, David says, okay, go ahead down, Zeba, with my chariot down to the land of Lodibar. Really, Lodibar? That's the place of poverty. That's on the south side of town. That's on the other side of the tracks. There's nobody well known there. There's nobody famous there. There's nobody of any fame or merit or popularity or influence. Nobody wants anybody from Lodibar because they have nothing to offer. Lodibar is the, quite literally, uh, that word Lodibar means the land of no bread. It's a land of poverty. And God, David says, sure, go on down to Lodibar, a land of poverty. But not just down in Lodibar, down across the track where the fields are not kept and the neighborhood's not kept and there's trash on the front porch and the, ha- the, the door's hanging off the hinge. He said, I, I want you to go into the house of Mephibosheth because he is lame on his feet, but he still happens to be one of Saul, In the lineage of Saul, who sinned, who was cast out of the kingdom. But he said, I want to redeem him. I want to show kindness to him. Because of Jonathan, his father's sake, who was a friend of mine. And so the chariot goes on down to Lodibar. And there they knock on the door. And everybody watching all of the great entourage come into this land of poverty. And there sits old Mephibosheth in a wheelchair He's lame. Do you know why he's lame? He's lame because of a fall. When they were escaping, the enemies of Saul. And in battle, somebody took little Mephibosheth when he was five years of age, the Scriptures teach us, and they were trying to escape so he wouldn't be killed. And while they were trying to escape, they fell. And it must have been in a maybe a ravine, maybe off of a cliff. But the fall was so great that it left him lame the rest of his life. Now he's a grown man, but he's been an invalid his whole life. He's like a paraplegic and he can't walk and he can't use his hands or his legs. Uh... uh, uh Much And he can't use his legs at all. And all that he can do is just try to get around the best that he can uh, with his upper body. And he's lame because of a fall. But yet, uh, David said, I want you to go down to that land of Lodabar. And he said, I want you to bring him to my kingdom. And so, he comes up and notice in verse number 6, when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was coming to David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said... Mephibosheth this was David knowing Mephibosheth's name it was calling his name even though he was from the land of no bread even though he was from the land of brokenness the king and all of his royalty knew his name and wanted And this is the Christmas story that you and I lived in the land of no bread. We are here in a sin-cursed, fallen world, and all have sin. We all have brokenness. We all have fallen. We are all marred and broken by the fall. And for those of us sitting here in church on a Sunday morning, thinking we've got it together, may we this Christmas go back to the beginning to understand that without Christ, we are nothing. Without that chariot of grace coming into our place, our home and lifting us up and loving us and giving to us what we could not give ourselves we would still be living in the land of brokenness we would be paying for our sin for eternity we would be on our way to hell but Christmas grace was all about God loving the unlovely I think about the actual things that our bus kids have said to our captains, this is one captain that began to write down the things that these children that ride our buses have said to one captain alone. Here's the exact quotes. My dad left this week, but I'm going to pray that he comes back soon. I get to go to my other dad's house this week. My mom has a new boyfriend, but I don't like him because he looks at me funny. I'm not sure where I will be in the morning. Check here, and if I'm not here, then I might be there, and if I'm not there, I might be at a babysitter's house. We want to come today, but we can't because we are going to my dad's funeral. We had to move again because we didn't have enough money to pay the rent. We stayed up all night watching movies because my mom didn't come home last night. I don't want to get off the bus today. Can I go home with you? I love church. Can we have church every day? I hate my house. People are always screaming and fighting and bad things happen at my house. When I grow up, can I be a bus worker just like you? We, can, we, we can't come today. We are going to visit my mom in prison. We have a new writer today. His mom dropped him off this week and said she'll be back sometime, but we don't know when. Oh love that will not let me go, I rest my weary soul in thee. I give thee back the life I owe that in thine ocean depths its flow may richer fuller be. When we celebrate Christmas this week, may we pause as we ought to every morning, every evening, every noon, every day, pause and say, grace, we can't explain it. Grace, like hugging the mountain, we can't get our arms around it. But grace, we can celebrate that it's God loving the unlovely. Like the girl out in California who came up to me after I preached a message somewhat like this. And she had her hat on backwards, and I thought it was one of the guys. And I had seen her the day before, and I thought it was one of the boys. And as she began to speak, I realized this was a girl. And she was so confused and so hurt and had cut marks and had self, tried to self-destruct and all kinds of things. And she looked at me with tears in her eyes as I thought I was seeing a boy and now figuring out what I was talking to and so confused with a tear in her eyes. She said, do you really think that God loves somebody like me? I couldn't speak. I said, you're the very kind he came for. You're the very one that he wants to see. This is what Christmas is all about. That God in all of his glories of heaven would come down to a humble major to be born so that he could redeem fallen man. Mephibosheth was lame on his feet, but Jesus said, come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And to every rejected in the room, Christmas says, You're not rejected. Come sit at the king's table this morning. To every broken, to every sinner, to every lonely, to every hurting, to every divorced, to every one who has gone through what you and I could not even imagine this morning, Christmas grace says, It's God loving the unlovely. It's every prostitute that walks in off the street to Marion Avenue Baptist Church and says, Can he love me? You don't understand what I've sold myself for. It's every drug addict that's injected it up into his veins that says, I can't get over it, I can't get over it, I can't get over it. And God says, I got over heaven to come to earth so that you could get over it, so that you could be redeemed and find hope and find grace. And may this morning we turn from our sin and from ourself and we repent and we get right with God and we seek as the shepherds did, this star that shines so brightly on Christmas grace of God loving the unlovely. It's that little boy and girl from Pastor Michael's bus who yesterday says, the gift I get tomorrow will be the only gift I get. And Pastor Michael says, but you'll get such a greater gift tomorrow (laughs) than a little toy or a little gift. You'll get the gift of God loving the unlovely. Who does God love? He likes the one that nobody else seems to lift up or love. He loves the poor. And Mary put it best when he says, That thou hast lifted up this handmaiden of a low estate. It is God loving the unlovely. D.L. Moody, the great preacher, stood in front of a well known university. They were ready to hear this great speech by somebody that they had heard who had gone viral. They didn't use that term back in the day. Uh, but he had gone viral. And, and why the thousands upon thousands of people gathering uh, to, to hear him speak. And he stood and was just so overwhelmed with brokenness on all of the, the, the students sitting out there in their humanistic, selfish ways, but yet so empty. And the darkness behind their eyes and the emptiness. Like I look out and see some even sitting here this morning that's missing out on the goodness of God and the grace of God because you've not surrendered to God even though you're a Christian and you've believed you've gone your own way you've just lived in materialism and just busyness and this is the only moment that even a little light is shining through the crack of your coldened heart and he, D.L. Moody was looking out at people like that and he got up and just in brokenness he said many people think God don't love you but He do He do The man had a third grade education and speech. Didn't have all the uh, smarts of all of the world, but he had the grace of God dwelling in his heart. And when he said that, the whole uh, hall of this great university just began to weep and to cry as they realized the grace of God was God loving the unlovely. And when we are at our greatest in our bigness, in our self-worth, we are really the most unlovely. And God says, I still love you. I still came for you. Mephibosheth looked out the window. Can you imagine him clearing off the dirty old window and he said, there's a king's chariot in my neighborhood. Surely he's coming to somebody else's house, but no, he's coming to my house. He's coming down where I live. And there it stopped in front and old Ziba came in and picked him up (laughs) and put him in the king's chariot. And he walked into the king's throne and room and he heard him call his name Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. Grace is not only... God-loving, but Christmas grace is God-giving. Notice verse number six and seven. He says, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Behold thy servant. Verse number seven, David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. The Bible says, I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. How can I be rich in Christ? Well, first of all, it's not the riches of the big house and the big cars. Hey, these things can be added unto us and we can enjoy them. But let me tell you something. It's God giving unmerited favor to you and I. The blessings of joy and peace. To wake up on Christmas morning and say, nothing between my soul and the Savior. But not because of my good works, but because of His grace has He drawn me to do right and live right and talk right and give to others and dwell in unity with others and understand that I don't have to have what others have and I don't have to be what others are. All I've got to be is have Christ's righteousness on me. And when He sat underneath that table and that white linen of that table in the King's throne room was covering His his, uh, lame legs, He looked like everybody else, but not because of His goodness, but because of the covering of the King's royalty. And if you and I have anything to celebrate this Christmas, it's that we are covered by the righteousness of Jesus Christ. He who knew no sin became sin for us. That's what the gospel is all about. Grace is God giving. We have an inheritance in Christ. We are joint heirs in Christ. We deserve hell. We deserve cursing. We deserve bondage. We deserve prison. But God says, not only am I going to pick you up, Out of the miry clay, he said, I'm going to give you all of the riches and the blessings of heaven. But far too many Christians miss out on what they have access to. You've got a ticket, but you've got to claim it. How do you claim it? Just surrender and receive the love of God. Relish in it. Live in it. Celebrate it. Repent to it come in it and say, God, I need you this morning. I'm sorry for not reading the riches of your word, for not crying out to you. You read those in the Bible that were blessed. They cried out to God. They had an alone place where they walked somewhere just like you ought to do. Put your coat on and go out. Maybe Christmas Eve or this Eve or tomorrow Eve or the next Eve or morning or whenever it is that you can and go out and just say, God, this morning, I'm sorry for turning my back on you and complaining and bickering and being discontent and have bitterness. God, this morning, I just want I want to thank you that you loved the unlovely. That you gave to the one who had nothing. Me down in the land of no bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He said, I am the water of life. If any man thirsts, let him come to me. If anybody's hungry, let him eat of me and he will be filled. And then number three, Christmas grace is not only God loving the unlovely. The unlovely sinners. It's God giving what we do not deserve, for God so loved the world that He gave. But then last, we see that Christmas grace is God-lifting. It's God-lifting. I want you to see in the story, verse 8, and He bowed Himself and said, What is thy servant? Second Samuel chapter 9, verse 8, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I? Grace is God taking somebody down in the muck and the mire of sin and lifting them out. Have you ever seen a spider that builds a web? He doesn't build the web to clothe clothe himself. He doesn't build the web to show his ability. He builds the web for one reason, and that's to catch a fly. The devil's purpose today is to catch you, to ruin you, to get you caught up into the muck and mire, and he does it in such deceitful ways. Some in this room you're sitting there thinking, yeah, he wants me to ruin my marriage and go out to the club and run off with some wicked woman this morning. Others, man, he wants me to do drugs. And he, huh. Devil just wants you to get distracted so that you don't see the web. Have you ever seen a web and thought about walking by and reaching down this little fly? He's done. He's not getting out. He's stuck in the web. The web's been designed. It's, it's far greater than He is. There's nothing that He in and of Himself can do. Have you ever wanted to walk by that teeny tiny little fly with your two little fingers and just pluck that little fly out of the web? That's what God in heaven did and that's what we celebrate in Christmas. He came down our way and we could do nothing. And He went. He plucked us out of the web. That's Christmas grace. A preacher more than 100 years ago was studying for his Christmas Day message by candlelight. The floor mother of the orphanage came and knocked on his office and he groaned with frustration because he couldn't get it done. He didn't even know exactly what he would preach. Kept knocking. He said, finally, what is it? She says, Timmy's the last orphanage boy left in our orphanage tonight and it's Christmas Eve and you know how Christmas is tough on orphans. And he said, we know he's on the dorm floor, but he won't come out. He said, we were wondering if maybe you can help all the staff. We can't get him out. And would you please help? And so he put down his quill and went upstairs, far upstairs to the dorm floor where there were little cots lit up by the candles. He stood above the bed where Timmy was laying and he hollered out. He says, "Uh, Timmy, as he called from above, it's Christmas time. He said, I, 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 we have the Christmas tree and gifts, and he said, Timmy, would you come out? I'd like to talk to you, and I'd like to tell you all about Christmas. Silence. Nothing. Finally, after calling out from above, he got down on his knees, and he looked under the bed, and he saw the big blue frightened eyes staring out at him, and he could have pulled him out, but he knew if he did, it would frighten him more, and he would uh, not trust him. And and be afraid of him pulling him out. So he began to continue telling him about Christmas. He told him about the Christmas dinner. He said, Man, I can even smell it. They're down there in the kitchen and they're cooking pies and they're cooking hams and the, oh, I can smell all of the desserts. And he said, I really want you to come out. And he still wouldn't come out. Silence. Finally, the old preacher got down on his belly and he began to crawl underneath on that dusty old wood floor as it creaked and groaned. And, He got right down there beside him and laid his cheek right next to little Timmy. He began to talk about the candles and the Christmas wreath on the door and still silence. So then he just fell silent. A few minutes passed and a little hand reached out and took the preacher's hand. And they began to get out and went downstairs and had a late midnight snack. Say, what's the application of that story as we close? God in heaven called down from the earth and showed us the majesty of His glory and creation. And still, we rejected Him. We did that which was right in our own eyes. We went our own way. Silence in our heart for God. And so, He came down and He sent the prophets to preach the Word of God to us, to give us the Scriptures to say, Hey! Yeah, all we like sheep have gone our own way. We've turned everyone to his own way. But the Lord had laid on him the iniquity. And so the prophet said, this is, this is what you need. But still, man went their own way. And finally, God sent his only son who crawled down to the muck and mire of this old earth. He got down onto that old rugged cross. And he said, I love you. I'm shedding my blood for you. And you can be redeemed through me. And this morning, He waits for you to take your hand and say, Christmas grace is God loving me. It's God giving to me what I could not give myself, and that's salvation. Don't die and go to hell. Don't burn forever, screaming and hollering and anguish and pain, because you did not receive God lifting you up out of your sin, out of your selfishness, out of your brokenness to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. With your heads bowed and eyes closed, did God speak to you about Christmas grace this morning? If He did, I want you to come to an old-fashioned altar. I want you to bow the knee and do business with God. No one looking around. Stand to your feet, would you? Others are beginning to move. Would you come? Would you kneel at an old-fashioned altar and do business with God? You hear the music playing, don't wait. Say, God, you loved the unlovely. You gave to that which could not give to themselves. And you lifted me up out of the miry clay. Who in here this morning says, I don't know for sure if I died today that I'd go to heaven. It's not me and my good works. It's not my church membership. It's not my baptism. But it's Jesus, only Jesus. And I want to know right now how I can have that assurance in my heart. Would you pray for me? I'm not for sure if I died today that I'd go to heaven. I'm not for sure that I could point to a day where I've been born again. What does that mean? Would you pray for me? Raise your hand all over the auditorium. That's me. I'm not for sure if I died today I'd go to heaven. Thank you. Thank you. Someone else, raise your hand all over the auditorium. And we'll see that hand. If we could, get our, uh, if we could have some help here. Thank you. No one looking around, please. Somebody else. I don't know for sure if I died today that I'd go to heaven. God is doing a great work in our midst. We encourage you to make a decision. Would you pray for these that have come? Do not frustrate the grace of God this morning. How do I frustrate it? By living in sin. God have mercy. Get up out of the miry clay by the grace of God. It's God loving the unlovely. It's God giving you redemption and forgiveness. God lifting you up there's no temptation taking you but such as is common to man but God's made a way to escape you can be like old Mephibosheth that was pulled up out of the miry clay out of the land of no bread this is Christmas in one word grace where sin did abound grace did much more abound how can I tell if grace is having its work in my life because it teaches us to deny ungodliness it teaches us to draw closer to him it teaches us to worship him it teaches us to look more like him and live more like him and give to others in prayer and service it teaches us to bring our children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord it teaches us to have grace with our spouses it teaches us to forgive it teaches us to lay down the acts of bitterness it teaches us to stop complaining it teaches us to get our eyes off of the world's economy and onto God's economy it teaches us to stop being depressed and discouraged by the political spectrum and by the uh, culture spectrum of this whole world it teaches us that we have a king who loves us who wants us who clothes us who feeds us who cares for us and who has ultimately saved us when we receive him as our personal Savior this is what Christmas grace is all about it's God loving the unlovely it's God giving it's God lifting God came by the web of your life and he picked you out oh thank God for Christmas grace if you need to be baptized we encourage you to come make that decision a public display of your inward faith People are making decisions this morning. We're so thankful for it. If you need to do what others are doing this morning and join this Bible-believing, independent, unaffiliated, Baptist in doctrine church, we invite you to come. We want you to come. Independent in its association, fundamental in its doctrine, Baptist in its theology and doctrine, we want you to associate with us this morning. Join with us this morning. Oh, I love to see the grace of God doing what the work of man can never do. Vain is the help of man. The grace of God reaches down, picks us up and picks us out. We're so thankful for that. Father, continue to work in this place. May these that are lost come to know you even now. Thank you for these that have made decisions. In Jesus' name, amen. God is good all the time, isn't he? And all the time, God is good. Dwell on God's grace. And um, we have the bus ministry getting ready to come in. And so we're going to have you seated for right now, if you'd be seated. We're going to allow them to come in. And then at the end of that, we're going to have... Uh, somebody joined the church, and we're excited about that. At this time, Brother Dan Woodward will announce each uh, group that comes in, and we're going to give them a gift. Once the group has gotten about halfway down the aisle, we want you to give them a big round of applause and smile at them, celebrate with them as we celebrate Christmas together. And Steve, you go ahead. We'll play some music as they enter. Are we ready? We're not quite ready yet. Oh, they're getting the gifts out front, and then we will let them in. Momentarily, go ahead for the Oh, the
3: winter winds are blowing is snowing but I am warm just knowing it's Christmas as the world begins preparing for the holiday of sharing you'll hear each voice declaring it's Christmas so give me Christmas the gift of God's own
0: Hello. son hi there three and four-year-olds we have quite a group of three we have three and four-year-old Spanish and then we have three and four-year-old English we're gonna do uh three and four year old English you first.
3: Choir,
0: three and four year old English to
3: Christmas when the bells of Baba ring. And the angels start their singing, the good news
1: they are
0: bringing It's Christmas, so give me Christmas, the gift of God's own son. Then I'm gonna go. Here
3: they come, Christmas, like a herd of turtles. Comes this joyous celebration, the gift of our salvation. It's Christmas. Love and joy. Three and four year old Spanish. Merry Christmas, too. And God bless you and.
0: Kindergarten and first grade girls, kindergarten and first grade girls.
3: It's
0: Christmas, Merry Christmas All right, kindergarten and first grade boys Christmas. Kindergarten and first grade boys Kindergarten and first grade boys, more kindergarten first grade boys here. All right, second grade boys. Here they come. Wyatt Schaefer and the second grade boys. Second grade girls, here they come. Third grade girls, Haley Davis, third grade girls. We had, actually we had quite a day today, maybe the biggest day since oh, September.
3: Glowing, and third grade girls, here we go, third grade girls, just third grade Christmas. girls. As the world begins preparing for the holiday of sharing, you'll hear each voice declaring
0: Alright, let's see Third grade boys. Here we go. Third grade boys. Here they come.
3: The fire. And we listen to the Rivera. Third grade
0: boys. Fire. Here we go, guys, For right Christmas. down this way. There you go. The and
3: the angels start their singing. The good news they are bringing. It's Christmas.
0: This is actually third and fourth grade, boys. Give Here we go. To God's
3: son, then I'll Christmas away to and to every single nation. Still some more third and fourth grade boys. The gift of our salvation is Christmas.
0: Fourth grade Love girls. Here we go, fourth grade girls. Merry Carrie Ingle. All right, we're looking, let's see. A fifth and sixth grade girls right here.
3: Fifth
0: and sixth grade girls.
3: Love and joy come to you, and a Merry Christmas Get
0: those older girls gifts up there. Fifth and sixth grade girls, here they come.
3: Happy New Year, and a Happy Year.
0: Fifth and sixth grade girls. Crystal Carnes. There's Crystal.
3: Former bus kid herself. The Alright,
0: let's see. Uh, Wilson Leppert and Fifth and Sixth Grade Boys. Here we go. Let's get them older boys gifts over there.
3: Fifth and sixth grade boys. Merry you
0: go, Caleb. You gotta love this guy's shirt right here. Ramen noodles. Fifth and sixth grade boys. Easy Jackson. Now, once we get through this crowd, then I need to go to Teenage Specific Gifts. All right, once we get, I want to make sure no teenager gets a doll or anything like that, right? So let's do, uh, let's move to teenage specific, and we're going to be really close to the wire here. And if we have those adult gifts that are in the back back there, um, if we could bring those up, we'll be ready for those. So let's do, uh, yeah, let's keep those right here for just a second. Let's do teenage girls. Here we go. Teenage girls first. Brenda Hamish, Becca Griswold, Mrs. Palmer, they all work with the teenage girls. Thank you ladies. All right, teenage boys. Here we go, teenage boys. Here they come. Philip Palmer and the teenage boys, Michael Griswold. All these folks are in the building every week. I like the hat. Check out that balloon hat, come on. Teenage boys, thanks for coming. Philip, thank you. We're going to be close right here on boys. We're really right on the mark. There you go. He's got it. Alright, let's go adult ladies. Adult ladies, bring those adult ladies. That's you brother Cope. Come on down here. We have adult ladies that rode a bus that were in Rick Capp's class today. There's a group of you, here they come. Ladies on that side, thank you. You rode a bus, and you're in Rick's class today. He's got a nice looking box of gifts right there for adult ladies. And then where'd that other box go that has the gift cards? Who's got the box with the gift cards? I'm looking for the man adult box with the gift cards.
3: Oh, the winter winds are blowing. Sky is snowing. Hey, that box, not right right, right here There we it's go. Christmas Thank you. as the world begins preparing for the holiday of sharing. You'll hear each voice declaring, It's Christmas. So give
2: me Christmas,
3: the gift of God's own son. Then I'll give Christmas away to everyone. All right,
0: adult man, you're very patient. This guy right here has been my friend for 25 years.
3: Choir, Wayne, nice to see you. To coming from Mount Pleasant since you, I knew him when you were five.
0: Five years old. Still coming.
3: The good news they are he shows up. It's Christmas, so give me Christmas,
0: All right, Ben. we have gift cards.
3: Amen. there
0: Christmas we go. Away.
3: This joyous celebration, the gift of our salvation, it's Christmas. Love and joy come to you, and a merry Christmas, too. And God
0: bless you and send you a happy new year. And right down God down send the here. you. Y'all rode a bus. Here we come, a caroling. We Somebody help me out here. Oh, these are adult men, right? These are we adult men. Right God here. Okay, adult men, right here.
1: Love and joy come to you, and a Merry Christmas too,
3: And God bless you and send you a happy
0: You're not gonna believe this. Look at
3: this. And God send Look at you a this. Happy
2: new year. I have one left.
3: I want to introduce the
2: Fargus family. If you'll turn that music down, turn me up just a little bit. So we'll pick on them just a little bit. This is the Fargus family. I drove from Muscatine on the bus big day, if you remember back in, I think, September, October, something like that. And they live a long ways away in Muscatine. And our bus comes down this road, and the, it's early. They were the first stop. It's like 7.15. Seven, is that when y'all get on? About, what time did you get on this morning? Uh, we're on a different route now. Different route now. But it was 7.15 in Muscatine, and their whole family's standing out there. How many of there are y'all? I see. It looks like you're Ten ten kids with mom and dad getting ready to get on the bus. Here they are, got on the bus again. Let's welcome them as honored guests this morning. Thank you very much. All right. Did we get them all out? Did anybody miss one? Let's all stand to our feet. Let's thank Dan Woodward, our bus director, and all of our bus teams. We thank God. This is the heartbeat of our church, and we're so thankful. Thank you for being a part of this, and there's always room for more uh, workers and helpers. Hasn't God been good to us this morning? Father God, we thank you for your grace. It's you loving the unlovely, Lord, and worthy the unlovely. It's you giving to those that do not deserve and have nothing. It's you lifting us up out of the miry clay. We thank you, Father, for heaven and that the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, fellowship. Say Merry Christmas. I'm sorry. What am I? Oh, I'm, I am so sorry. okay I don't need the card is Jennifer Palmer I'm sorry Miss Jennifer forgive me Miss Jennifer Palmer has come to join the church this morning she's saved and been baptized Miss Brenda has talked to her this morning and Pastor Abe and uh, her son Isaac right back there would you raise your hand and his wife they've been coming for quite some time and she lives down in Stockport or Ken Stockport. And we're so thrilled, and we're glad that you are joining our church this morning, identifying with this local body of believers. Do I see a motion that we invite uh, Mrs. Jennifer into our church membership? Okay, a second. All in favor, raise your right hand. Any opposed? Your son voted again. No, I'm just joking. And it is unanimous. Let's welcome her into our church family this morning. (laughs) Miss Brenda, would you come and stand with her? We want to come by and... Say thank you for joining with us. Get to know her again, Jennifer Palmer. Say that together, ready? One, two, three, go. Jennifer Palmer, okay? Now you tell her your name and she'll remember them all, all right? Come down, greet her. If you're not comfortable shaking hands, that's fine. Just come and give her your first name and welcome her. And then Zoe Rimmer trusted Christ as her personal savior this morning. Where's Zoe this morning? Is Zoe back here? Zoe, did you get it settled this morning? Zoe just came up to me right over here. I didn't know that she had made that decision. And she just said, that was amazing. Speaking of the truth from God's word, thank you so much. She got it settled this morning. God saved. That's what it's all about. Thank God for that. Come down and fellowship and greet Miss Jennifer. God bless you and have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you tonight at six o'clock. You are dismissed.